NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? Are you good? Bloody well hope so. It's Christmas week. You better be stoked if you got all your presents sorted. Has the Amazon man been? <laughs> I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of CodeBet. That's a very good website for your odds comparison and betting analysis needs. Right there. Good times at the moment. Uh... You might have seen this podcasting mine, mug of mine uh, on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Ben Dixon, my good friend Carlos Boozer, or in the paper across this wide brown land of ours everywhere except for WA. Um, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Strayer a bit. That's just what we do here. We don't take things too seriously. You might have already gathered that. We'll leave all the serious stuff for the nerds. Ah, you've got to be serious about basketball. Yeah, do you? Do you? NBA's absolutely awesome fun at the moment. Uh, so we're going to do a big weekend winners and losers show today. Phoenix are back. The Warriors are a mess. Are they? Maybe. And of course, Anthony Davis fell over and is hurt. Out for a month. Because he can't play more than three games without getting hurt. It would appear. Uh, and of course, the big news from the weekend. Well, joke is ridiculous, but also... Joe Ingalls! Jingling Joe, it's a Christmas miracle! Jingling Joe Ingalls... Jingling all the way back into our hearts and the NBA. Uh, we're going to have the game wraps from the last four days. We've got a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got dickhead of the weekend. We've got yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day in our back tech house. We're serving up a flame grill take. And uh, that'll be it. Preview all the games over the next few days. I think we'll be back for Thursday this week. See how we go. We'll let you know. And uh, we'll finish up with the Daily Review, because why the bloody hell not? Yeah, good one. All right, let's get into it. Episode 868 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better, especially if you're Charles Barkley uh, lamenting the fact that he just got passed by James Harden on the all-time uh, scoring list. Ah, <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. They got, they uh, roasted Chuck. And I enjoy, like, Shaq roasting some of the, Hey, Chuck, hey, Chuck, were you on the list? That's not a record of 27th all-time, Chuck. <laughs> Pretty bloody good stuff. Other news. Uh, Jar Morant got tossed for nothing. I'm going to talk about this a bit later. Uh, but yeah, bit weird, bit odd, bit annoying. Uh, Anthony Davis is expected to miss at least one month after suffering a right foot injury. Multiple sources say, oh, Jesus. Oh, what's that? Is that the sound of every Laker fan going, God damn it. This is what Anthony Davis does. He's like, I don't know. He's a serial flasher. He'll flash you a bit of MVP and then run off giggling to get injured. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, predictable this might have been, right? And, like, you know, we're not going to celebrate injuries or anything. That's fucking horrible. But it's always something. Like, it just doesn't matter, right? And now you look at the Pelicans and they've made out, like, bandits with this Lakers uh, haul that they got for AD. 
and you have that moment going, they sold at the exact right moment. Yes, AD went absolutely ham and got himself a Mickey Mouse title there in the bubble. But, wow. Seriously, he runs off, what, nine games, and you're like, geez, he might win the MVP. Oh, he's hurt. <laughs> That's how it goes. Every time. Uh, and Adam Silver came out and was like, oh, yeah, we might expand to Mexico City. And everyone's like, can you just... Can, can you just fucking go to Seattle, you prick? Fuck. This shit isn't hard. There's a goddamn arena there. Everyone loves the Sonics. It's not at a million times like above sea level. <laughs> Let's just fucking go back. Uh, Mexico City is doing everything necessary to be considered for an NBA expansion team. Silver added that after the next CBA, the NBA could grow and there is no doubt expansion in Mexico is considered. All right, how about you just put one in Vegas and one in Seattle, then consider Mexico. You fucking weird, hairless, cat-looking alien bastard. Seriously, this is why I've been pitching for my vice president of common sense for years at this point. All it takes is a uh, tidy six-figure sum. Mates rates for Adam Silver. Just to ring up and go, Jimmy, should we expand to Mexico City... Or should we just, like, put two new teams in, like, Vegas and Seattle and make a fucking mint and have it be really easy? And I'd say, well, Adam, it appears that one of these two options is fucking easy and basically you're printing money. You're basically giving your owners $8 billion to split between them if you just go Vegas, Seattle, right now. You can do it tomorrow. The other owners will be like, oh, but we don't get some of the TV money. Shut up. Cut out the new owners of the TV deal for like, I don't know, five, ten years. Boom. Problem fucking fixed. Shut up, sooks. And charge them four billion bucks to get in. Easy as you like. Shit's not rocket surgery, Adam. And he'd be like, oh, but Mexico City, I can keep spinning this out for another ten years. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking prick. Shut up and just expand. The NBA is in an absolute boom at the moment. The amount of rookies coming in, left, right, and center, who are legit stars within a year or two is fucking confounding and amazing at the moment. Like, the 2020 draft was shit house, and it doesn't matter. Because, like, the 2020 draft also still, well, at the top of the draft, you still got Ant-Man and everybody, but, um, like, you know, there's a bunch of whiffs, whiffs, if you will, at the top of that draft. And it doesn't matter because every draft at the moment has just like an absolute shit ton of talent and it runs super deep. Like the fact that James Huizman can't play basketball because he doesn't know how to. Patch Williams stinks. Isaac Okoro stinks. Killian Hayes stinks. Obi Toppin ain't no stopping. Obi Toppin, unless you want him to play consistent basketball, you can stop him. Like Denny Avdija. Like the best player in this draft is probably Ant-Man, number one, or Tyrese Halliburton. You know, but the rest of the rest of the time, maybe Josh Green. Just saying, Poku, what's going on, Tyrese Maxey, um, Desmond Bean. Uh, but the point is, <clears throat> drafts are deep, year in year out now, and there's so much talent. Expand away, expand your reach, and away you go. It's awesome. It's a great time for the NBA. Put a fucking team in Seattle. It's great to tickle the balls of Mexico City, but just fucking go make your money. You know how many billionaires there are in Seattle? What about Vegas? Look at what they've done with the hockey. They love it. Oh, God. Anyway, there you go. There's Jim's been getting angry for today. Ah, 
<laughs> Murray Stoudemire was arrested in Miami. Not great. Uh, I like that there was like a little bit of the news like just hours after he graduated with the master's degree. Uh, he was charged with battery. He allegedly told cops that his daughter received a whooping from him for being disrespectful and a liar. So he got charged with assault. There's been something fucking wrong with that Amari, isn't there? Probably for the you know that time that he undercut Bogey and uh, mangled his elbow, but still, that absolute mongrel Amari Sudamaya. Anyway, uh, yeah, moving on. Jingle Joe Ingles, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, what's that? Only ten or so months after tearing his ACL, he's uh, coming back tomorrow. It looks like he's got one more sort of workout. Looks like he's all good. Exciting times. Can't wait to have the jingling one back in my life and on the court. Like Jingles is great having them, you know, having him there on the uh, on the bench. It's just not the same. And Milwaukee need him as well. Big wings. That's all they need. You can go check out that Fox Sports Lab uh, NBA segment I did with Boozer actually about like uh, the Christmas games and what people, you know, what the teams need and stuff for uh, Christmas. What the matchups might need. Tell you what, Milwaukee they just need two big wings. Cough Jay Crowder. Cough Joe Ingles. They're going to be bloody hard to beat. Right, let's do some game reps on the uh, weekend, shall we? And Friday. Game reps, 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 game reps. That's right, the game reps from Friday. The Heat outlasted the Rockets uh, because Tyler Hero went off for 41 points. Like, if you need any evidence, any more evidence, uh, that your 9-19 and 19 Rockets uh, weren't playing any... Uh, defense at that point, it's the fact that they let Tyler Hero go off for 41, but eked it out, 111-108. This Heat team just stinks. Seriously, you can't bet them against the spread. You can't trust them to win against bad teams. They're a Barry Crocker shocker. The Grizzlies shit-pumped the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not Algonquin for the good land today, 142-101 on Friday. Ja Morant drops a 25-10-10 triple dub. And they just fucking killed him. This was a full-strength Bucks team as well. Middleton's out there looking lost. He put in a spot-of-the-night performance with 1 of 12 shooting. Thanks for coming. Chris turned right back into a Pippa. Not a Kate Middleton that time. Jesus. At the same time, you're like, nah, we'll cut him some slack. He's coming back from injury. So, At the same time, how long uh, do you cut him some slack? It's like, are you healthy or are you not? Did you hurt your elbow? Like, what is going on here? Uh, but yeah, great job by the Grizz. Just one of those sort of defensive performances by the Grizz that they can whip out every so often where you're like, oh, yeah, Dylan Brooks, when he pays attention, he's terrifying. And so is Stephen Adams. And Jaron Jackson Jr. when he's not in foul trouble. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But this is also a bit of the uh, Taylor Jenkins vibe, right? So he was a Bucks assistant before he took over the Grizz, sort of knows that team inside out, and they kicked the fuck out of him. Great stuff. The Grizzlies now are actually on top of the uh, West, which is pretty crazy. Uh, what else? The other games, Jim. The other games. The Jazz outlasted the Pelicans in overtime. This was just... The Pels ran out of gas in this one. Like, CJ McCollum's like, oh, I'm going to shoot this three. I don't think it's going to go in, but I'm like, I mean, who the fuck else is going to shoot it? Herb Jones? No. Zion? Zion waved it off. He's like, no, I'm not going to shoot the three to tie the game. CJ, you shoot it. Clank. Ends up 11-25 to CJ. And uh, the Jazz got a big win at home. Pelicans should have won that, and they didn't. Uh, the Suns beat the piss out of the Clippers because the Clippers were like, sure. That's kind of neat that you got Booker, that you got Chris Paul. Uh, we're going to play John Wall and nobody else. 
Seriously, they're playing Momo Brown. Big Momo Brown. I love Momo Brown, but he is not your starting centre in the NBA. If you're winning games, uh, no, obviously, Kawhi Leonard or uh, Paul George in this one. <laughs> oh, because they would have played at some other time in the week. Have a sook. Good win for the Suns. They needed that one, though. Uh, right. Saturday, what a gay, what a day this was. I had the Squid's fourth birthday hosting that at the Barbie. Got home, sitting around having a tin with the old man and um, out in the backyard. It's first time I relaxed all day. Had a great time. It's good to see everybody, all the fam, all the friends, all the Squid's kid, all the Squid's mates. Just running around like absolute lunatics. I was dressed up like the Hulk. It was sick. That was a good surprise. He didn't expect that. Um, but yeah, some of the picks that we had on a Thursday night show. Hit pretty nicely, and I had a uh, pretty big windfall when I checked my phone. I hadn't looked at these. I'd watched like the, some of the games in the morning, and that was it. And then so for the afternoon, I was out there cooking the barbie at the park, hanging out. Came back, checked the scores, went, shit, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Oi, watch out. There we go. Papa, uh, Papa going to get some new shoes. Christmas is saved. Uh, <laughs> the Hawks beat the pants of the Hornets because they're shit. House. They are. They're really bad. 125-106. Oh, but LaMelo Ball's back. Yeah. And the team is still shit. Put two and two together. Uh, the Kings, Pants, the Pistons, 122-113. Fire laser! Loved it. Uh, the Super Hockey King, just a lazy 23-13-7. I love that people are like, oh, jeez, DeMarcus Sabonis is good. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been telling you for years. Why do you reckon I've gave, given him such a great nickname, the Super Hockey King? Right there. Uh, the Magic took care of the Celtics. Now, you might remember me on Thursday going, oh, yeah, they'll cover that 12.5-point speed. And they did. I uh, didn't think they'd beat them a couple of times in a row. Here we are. That's what happened. Palo Banquero outplaying, uh, you know, the other lesser light. It was weird because it was a strange game where you have the Celtics like, oh, we hit lots of threes. And then if they don't hit lots of threes, yeah. It's a lot harder to win games if uh, your historic offense suddenly just stops making threes, which, I don't know, I'm no maths magician. <laughs> but uh, that's what regression to the mean means, man. Tough one. Um, Celtics, drop out of first spot after that weekend. They're going to pop up in a second in weekend winners and losers. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, but the Magic, I fucking love it. I'm going to talk about them again later. Uh, the Cavs, good win. Donnie Mitchell tore it up against the Pacers, 118-112. Halliburton was good, but the uh, Pacers just couldn't keep up. Cavs absolutely stomped them in the fourth quarter and ran away with this one because they were shitting the bed. Like They were getting handled. Like The Pacers had them. And then Donnie just went, all right, sick, watch this. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter. They were down 13, and they won it. It was unbelievable. Great come from behind win from the Cavs. And it's games like that where you go, oh, right. Yeah, nah, they're, they're for real. Uh, not for real. The Warriors without Steph because they got straight bloody killed, didn't they? So he got straight killed. By the Sixers, 118-106. Joel Embiid. Or commonly known as Joel Embiid. Uh, 34 and 13 dominated that one. They just kicked the shit out of them. Warriors, look, they turned it around against Toronto. I'll get to that in a second. But, jeez. No chance against the Sixers, who are just quietly cruising along at the moment. They're in fifth in the East, but like the basically three through six, which is uh, what Cavs, Nets, Sixers, and Knicks, 
all tightly sort of clumped together within two and a half games of each other. And all of those teams are the hottest teams in the East at the moment and are absolutely fucking flying. Apart from the Heat, I think they won four and straight. But anyway, uh, the Nets beat the Raptors that day on a Kyrie Irving buzzer beater. Uh, that was one of my tips that hit, and I'm so glad I wasn't watching the end of that game because I would have been shitting bricks. Thanks, Kyrie. I've always liked him. One fourteen. <coughs> the Knicks pants the Bulls because they're shit. I mean, they're horrible. I don't know how much more I could put, you know, how much more of it can take, how much more I can put it. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. There is no other way to put it. The Bulls stink. Uh, that's not even their worst loss of the weekend. <laughs> Can I get to that? Uh, the Wolves just eked out a win of over the Thunder. Got by them in the fourth quarter, 112-110. Uh, the Mavs kicked the shit out of the Blazers, 131-10. Uh, Luka was unreal in that one, 33-6-9. Uh, my mooted, let's see, a Dame Lillard-Luka uh, battle. Didn't quite get the heights of like a 40-point, 30-point, uh, you know, sort of duel. I think I had uh, I think I was gunning for Dame to get 40, Luca to get 30. Got Luca's 30, 24 for Dame, 6 of 14 shooting. They were kind of just not there. And Dallas ran over the top of them in the third quarter. And this is what Dallas do. If they hit, I don't know, 18 threes, they're hard to beat. It's because Luca was shooting the shit out of it. Hard away, the lesser hit a couple and away you go. Uh, good win for the Mavs though. They needed that one. Uh, what else? Last one that day, the Lakers. The Lakers, oh, they were pretty good in this one. Tell you what. The Lakers were good. Uh, 126-108, they beat the Nuggets. Handle the Joker. Like, AD sort of goes out, and it was Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, who put up a really good fight and played his ass off. He was really, really good in this one, 21-6. and six. Going up against the Joker, kind of stymied him a little bit and just slowed him down. And they held him off, beat him. LeBron was very good, 39-4. and four. AD plays the 17 minutes, and uh, that's the last we've seen of him for a while. So tough, tough luck there, Lakers fans. I mean, you've always got such a rough go of it. The Clippers on Sunday uh, beat the Wizards, 102-93. The Extreme Zinger Meal... Extreme Zinger Meal. Wasn't quite supercharged. Supercharged Zinger Burger. He got burnt by the Kawhi Leonard Burger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm just mashing buttons at this point. I'll just let this take over the show. Uh, now, nah, 31 for Kawhi. He was fucking awesome. And uh, not a giant amount else from that team. Like the Duckman, Luke Kennard, had 20 off the bench, but handy win by the Clips. 10 and 7 at home. Just sort of cruising along as well now. 18 and 14. Right there in the nuts and guts of the Western Conference. Exactly where they want to be while resting their guys most of the time. Uh, the Heat beat the Spurs 111-101. Needed that in Mexico City. Jimmy Butler was gassed. Uh, the altitude, but got there in the end. Good win. Took a lot in that fourth quarter, but they got there. Uh, the Cavs outlasted the Mavericks who rested everybody. Christian Wood had 26-14, and 14, but uh, in overtime, the Cavs just got by them. This was the uh, Kemba Walker game. He's back, baby! 32-5-7. Now watch him completely fall off a cliff. He started. He was great. No Luca. They rested him. No Josh Green. He's got a bung elbow. And, um, yeah. It was good to see Kemba doing well. <laughs> He's going up against the uh, not great def- not great Barb defensive duo of Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, and Donnie Mitchell. And it still took the Cavs to overtime. 
uh, to get by the Mavs, which is a bit of a worry, but they did do it, and they kept that home record of theirs, just cruising along. Tough loss for the Mavs. Should have won it. That overtime was horrible. It was like three, was it four to three? Oof. Tough five minutes of basketball, that one. Uh, the Blazers beat the Rockets 107-95. Anthony Simons is a weapon. I love him. He had 32 on that one. The Bucks 123, smashed the Jazz. It's a soft J. That's the Yaz today. Bobby Porter said 22-14. and 14. The Thunder beat the Grizz. What? Yep, because Ja Morant got booted because uh, the ref is a dickhead. He's going to pop up again later. Good win for the Thunders, though. Uh, the Suns beat the Pals 118-114 because Devin Booker... At 58. That's a pretty good performance. He might pop up again later again. And the Magic, as mentioned. So today, they beat the Celtics second game straight. Hilarious vibes. Celtics no longer the number one team in the NBA or in the East. And here we are. Palo Bengato. No Jalen. Uh, no, Jalen Brown did play. Jason Tatum did not. Uh, personal reasons, I believe. Hopefully everything's all right. The Knicks outlast the Pacers. Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson, just fucking hammering songs. Uh, are the Knicks going to be like this all season? That's a good question. Julius Randle, 25 and 14, 30 for Brunson, 24 for Barrett. It's a thing where Brunson is now like comfortable enough that he's kind of scoring a will, and he's the exact sort of dude that Knicks team needed last year. They have him now. It looks like they're clicking, and you're like, hello. Hello there. Hello. What's going on? Oh, you Knicks alive. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Paces uh, is getting a bit wonky at the moment. Benny Matherin just chucking up whatever the fuck he feels like. You're like, man, I don't know if this is sustainable. Might give Rick Carlisle a fucking heart attack. Halliburton, his shot is one of those things where you go, looks awesome one game, other games you're like, right, so you just don't have it. The tough thing for the Paces, the same thing goes for Miles Turner. And so if he doesn't have it, you're basically cooked. It was good to see Naismith uh, get loose. I think he had four threes in that one. He had 23. Um, but still, it's tough to trust that Pacers team. The Nets outlasted the Pistons. What? Because KD had to have 43 on this team that stinks. And this Nets team, oh boy. I think they're eight-point favorites in that one, and it was never a chance. Pistons at home, covering machine, uh, despite basically Bojan Bogdanovic Jaden uh being unstoppable. And uh, there you go, especially when you're playing against this very, very, very poor niche defense. 124-121. Good fight by the Pistons, though. But anyway, that's six straight for the Nets. Uh, the Warriors beat the Raptors because Jordan Poole at 43, and the Raptors, oh boy. Talk about them later. The Bulls lost to the Wolves and gave up 150. What? They did. I told you, that wasn't the worst Bulls loss of the weekend. This was. 24 points, 126-150 against the Wolves. That's right, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeesh. They gave up 37 to Ant-Man, 28 to D-Lo. 16. (laughs) 16 to our man Nathan Knight, who basically is a made-up player. It's like, oh, Nathan Knight had 16. It's like, what? Is he a creator player from fucking 2K? What are we doing here? God, love him. Anyway, uh, the Bulls are shit. In short, uh, what else we got? We've got the Nugs beat the Hornets. Gave them a scare. The Hornets ran them down and uh, took some joke and magic. What a game, though. 40, 27, and 10. 
Jesus. And the Lakers outlasted the Wizards to just make them oh so miserable. Oh so very, very miserable. They've lost 10 straight now, the Wiz. Oh, boy. And uh, Kuzma was out there tweeting, ah, when that West Coast win hits your face, when you get off the plane. I'm like, all right. And then other people are like, hey, tampering. He's tampering. He's tampering. It's like, well, is he? Or is he just talking about wind? Find out next on Weekend Winners and Losers. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, terrible mix-up today. Many lives lost in Cleveland. Um, weekend winners, easy ones. Should we do it? Easy ones, the Nets. I love this in the moment. I love that the Nets are so boring and no one cares about them when shit is going well. Like, you've not heard anyone say a fucking peep. Like, it's crazy. And funny as shit. They've won seven, no, six straight. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, where's the drama? <laughs> it's a weird fuckiness that I hate about the NBA, right? This obsession with drama. Oh, what's Kyrie done today? Of course that fuels what the fuck I do. Yelling about it consistently. But also, I also am fucking obsessed and love the concept of what makes a team click. What makes a team gel. How that works and how they play together. That shit is fascinating. And you watch this Brooklyn team, you're like, yeah. They just had someone in the locker room, i.e. Jacques Vaughn, stepped up, went, right, this is just how it's going to fucking be. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie, everyone like, all right, cool. Yes, the Nets have beaten up on a soft bit of their schedule, but that's exactly what you need to do. Just win the fucking games. Kevin Durant's on a fucking just murder spree at the moment. He dropped another 43 today. He's absolutely dominating. And I think, as I said, maybe last week, get on him for uh, MVP. Just uh, just saying, um, it's worth a look. You don't have to put... You know, a giant amount or anything. I wouldn't suggest that, but I'd say just uh, keep an eye on it because it's at 26. It was a lot lower than that the other day. So it was a lot higher than that, rather. So 26 is still great value. Love me that Kevin Durant vibe. Um, because you know that this is what it's about, right? It's all about how teams click and the way that teams play together and the way that they sort of start negotiating each other better, learning how to play with each other more consistently. Like the Knicks are kind of at that point. Um, the Nets are at that point, obviously. Like Boston went through all that sort of stuff last year. And I love it. But it's crazy that like the Knicks, uh, the Nets are now like weekend winners because they can just go about their business, kick the fuck out of teams and just keep rolling. But um, So they're now 19 and 12 after that win over the Pistons today. But of course they have beaten... The Pistons, the Raptors, the Wizards, the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Hornets. Like, that's not exactly a murderer's row of East opponents, but, you know, they've only lost once, I think, in their last 11 games. So, yeah, you'll take that. Good job. You can only beat who you play. Um, Of course, when they go up against some tough teams, just watch them shit the bed and everyone gets up and loud again. That's who the Nets are. They're a half-decent team. But by the time this end of this season sort of rolls around, you hope that they've sort of built into something 
a little bit more formidable, and they might just be there. Uh, weekend winners, Orlando. They just keep winning. I know, oh, but Jimmy, winning is bad sometimes. Eh, look, I think with Orlando, I know it hurts their draft stock. I know it hurts their draft odds. But sometimes you just want to see the kids rip off a few wins, don't you? Like, Paolo is fucking awesome. They've already got a unicorn, Bol Bol. Who needs fucking Wembenyama when you've got a Bol Bol? Nobody. Nobody needs him. you got Bol Bol. Like, seriously, the last six games, they won two against the Celtics. They won two against the Raps. I mean, shit. They're fucking flying. They've won six straight. They beat the Hawks. They beat the Clips. They are rolling. I am loving it. Um, but they're also just fun to watch. Now, if you cast your minds back to the start of this season for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, nah, the magic of fun. Keep watching them. They're sick. And here we are. They are great weekend winners. Back-to-back wins over to Boston. That's sick. Also, uh, put fucking Eddie House back in his place. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Kings, back-to-back road wins when they needed them. Um this team will keep sort of doing that all year, right? Like, they're 16 and 12 now, the Kings. They've got so much offensive talent that if they come up against a team that's sort of sleepwalking through a game, they'll punk them. But then if they come against come up against somebody like the Sixers who are, like, ready for the challenge, they can very easily fall short. So they've beaten the Cavs on that road trip. So they beat the Cavs, the Raps, and the Pistons, lost to the Sixers, the Knicks, and the Bucks. And that seems fair, right? You go three and three, but good job, Sacramento. Love it. Fire the laser! Let's go. Uh, whom else are we talking about in weekend winners? It's a good question, Jim. Use your computer properly. Miami, weekend winners. They've won four straight, but the weekend winners are because they posted a giant fuck you to Adam Silver. They're like, oh, you're going to fine us 25 grand for violating the injury reporting rules? How about you suck on this one? Boom! All 16 players on their roster listed on the injury report. <laughs> Try to find which one's real, Adam. Love it. Good job, Miami. There's such a nice little... Uh, it's it's hilarious that Miami has a chip on its shoulder. It's like a beautiful fucking city. Everyone loves living there. It's rad. It's like, nah, man, we're always persecuted. It's like, you're fucking Miami, man. Just settle down. The Cavs, two massive wins back-to-back uh, over Indy and then the Mavs. Legit vibes about this team. I mentioned that early. Uh, I love them. I really do. And... I kind of like that Okoro and you've got my sweet baby carrots. There's just kind of a bit of a makeshift, small forward, extra wing. Like This is the team that needs Jay Crowder. I'm just saying. The Bucks will get him because why not? But, jeez, they could really use him, you know? Um, but, like, eking out that win, like, that's the sort of win that you just got to walk away with. Like, they held on, like, Kemba Walker cuts around Jared Allen, gets the go-ahead, and they hold him off in overtime by scoring four points. But between Mobley, Allen, Garland, and Mitchell, they're just fun. My sweet baby had a pretty rough game in that one, though. But Move along from that. <clears throat> but good job, Cavs. The Knicks, seven straight. Of course, they're weekend winners. They're fucking cruising. They're in sixth. They're wicked. They are walking here, 17 and 13. They beat the Pacers. They kicked the shit out of the Bulls. Uh, back-to-back games against the Bulls, they fucking stomped them too. So, I don't know. There's just kind of like, when you've got an engaged Julius Randle, as we saw in his contract year, he's awesome. He's got the talent. He's got the skills. You want to see him play more defense. You want to see Tibbs, like, you know, bash that into his skull and go, 
Julius, I need you to play D. And he's like, okay. But Brunson just gives him an extra bit of playmaking and that sort of big big dick swagger of his. Uh, for a little bloke, I mean, he carries himself. You know, that's how Fred Van Vliet gets about it. Um, but I love it. Enjoying the Knicks. They're fun. They kind of just need just more out of quickly... D Rose, he had like the big fucking standing ovation basically when he hit a three in Chicago. You love that as well. But there's just like that one piece that's kind of missing until I really take them serious as a uh, proper contender. But they are good at the moment. That combo of Mitch Robinson, Julius Randle, them buying in on D, you love to see it. Luca, he's a weekend winner. The Mavs lost what? They killed the Blazers on Saturday and they lose by a point to the uh, Cavs in overtime. But that dunk that he had was cool as shit. I think I put it out on the old face. He is. Uh, that's all right. Shades of Andrew Gaze from the Slovenian Andrew Gaze. Enjoyed that. Um, it's just weird that this Mavs team, like when their offense isn't clicking, it stinks. But when it's going, it's fucking just breathtaking. So they just need that consistency. They just need that one shooter. And they kind of don't have. Uh, what else? Kemba Walker. We'll give him a weekend winner because he had 32, 5, and 7. Got the start against the Cavs. He had 19 in the first half. I kind of feel like Kemba's like the dude that you should just, similar to the Blake Griffin vibe, right? Like just play once a week. Just come out, play the first half, get us off to a good go. Good go. If you don't have in the second half, we'll sit you. That's how you should think about these things. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Whatever. Uh, who else? Uh, I think that might. Oh, the, the Sixers are probably weekend winners as well. They're sort of just cruising along, kicking some ass, taking some names. Very... Similar to the Nets, right? Really under the radar because I think everyone's talked out on the Sixers and the Nets. It's like we've spent so much fucking airtime and like oxygen talking about these two teams that everyone's like, all right, so is this what they are What what they are now? Like, is that it? And you're like, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Then keep playing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Bucks, they're weekend winners because they're now the one seed in the East because the Celtics can't beat Orlando. Uh, the Grizzlies... Our weekend winners, even though they lost a shit one today to the Thunders. Uh, that was yesterday, Jimmy. What are you talking about? I'm like, yes, sir. I'm sorry. Um, still 9-10-10, cruising along. Still 13-2 at home. Top of the West because the Pelicans are <sighs> going to pop up again in a second. Suns, obviously, weekend winners. they got a couple on the trot. Good bounce back stuff for them. Huge game by Booker. He's a weekend winner because... You throw in 58, you're a weekend winner. And I kind of want to have the Lakers on there. I want to kind of have them in the losers. How about we just split the difference? Winners, because they've just won two in a row without AD. But also... We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. Losers, losers, the Lakers. Um, because, I mean, yeah, Jimmy, they beat Denver. That's legit. Yeah, it is. And Anthony Davis is made of fucking sellotape and dried up bird bones. Seriously. Fucking hell. Plays like an MVP. Get your hopes up, then dashes them quite expertly. The Lakers, though, with that extra win over the Wizards, who I'm going to talk about in a second, are 13 and 16 there in 12th in the West. I kind of just hate it because they were such a good smoky, you know? 
just hanging out, like looking dangerous. Like Anthony Davis is back, baby. Watch out. He might go and win an MVP. And you're like, oh, God. That'd be pretty funny. And, of course, it was never going to happen because he can't go more than fucking 12 games without getting hurt. So, right, but he's played a bunch of games this year. And, yeah, he's also gone out of a bunch of them early because he's gotten fucking hurt. <laughs> Just what he does. Oh, anyway. Uh, the Pelicans, because they've now lost three straight uh, just after we started blowing smoke up their ass. They go, hey, watch this. We're going to get killed by the Jazz, then we'll get kind of killed by the Jazz, and we'll get beaten by the Suns in that return trip. So, tough one for the Pals. Uh, they just have some problems in late-game situations, as you saw against the Jazz on Saturday. They just really struggle to execute, and it's like one of those ones where... Their late game situation stuff really falls apart, and I think they're like one and four in like those sort of late, uh, sort of scratchy clutch moments so far this season. So, not great, but they'll get there. They're still young. It's kind of the thing, right? Got to learn on the job sometimes. Uh, Memphis, the kind of weekend losers. That I mentioned them are winners because they're number one, but got punked by OKC, and uh, Jam Rant don't get no respect. That's some bullshit. Uh, Weekend losers, Al Horford got ejected for punching Murray Wagner in the nuts. Uh, Charlotte, they're weekend losers just because they're bad. But they're also kind of winners, aren't they, Jim? Eh, are they? No. Are they really? Also no. Uh, they've lost eight on the trot. Lamelo's back. This is just Tankville. Like, go get your Victor Wembenyama. Pairing with Lamelo. Pack her up, boys. Dominate from there. Because um, they stink out loud. They're so bad. Like, they're... Like, Lamelo gives them, like, at least a bit of entertainment entertainment value, but at the same time, how long are you going to keep playing him for? Uh, the Warriors. Oh, but Jimmy, they beat the Raptors. Yeah, but they lose Steph. We go, Draymond is like, hey, look at me. I'm going to be Steph now. Hits a couple of threes. Um, Poole drops, what, 43 to get them past Toronto, but at the moment, I don't think that's too much chop. Toronto are pretty bloody bad. Um at the moment, you just have that little bit of a worry. Like, if they lose... Well, they're 15 and 16. They won that game today, which is massive because otherwise it'd be 14 and 17. Jeez, Jimmy, is that how numbers work? Yes, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but 15 and 16, you're under 500 and not going to have Steph for a couple of weeks. Uh, this could get ugly really quick. So you need Paul to do shit like he did today and just do his best Steph impersonation. Otherwise, you're fucked. Um, are the losers, the Pacers, I'm a little bit worried about that now. Like, they're just, that's another 15 and 16 team. They just can't sort of string shit together. Uh, but really, I kind of wanted to hit on that sort of one team, the one, well, three-team brace in the middle of the East, which is just like, better make a decision, boys, because it's uh, tank time if you're Washington who's lost 10 straight. Like, they're right there. Like, they're at 11 wins. And so are the Chicago Bulls, 11 wins. And so are, watch out now, the Raptors. Oh, no, don't say it, Jimmy. Look, I don't really quite believe the Raptor thing. I think it's more of a, uh, they just can't get their dudes healthy all at one time, like seemingly ever. And it stinks, right? So they lose that game to the Wizards. They don't have OG Ananobi uh, with his hip injury. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. was out. Pressure's out for a little bit longer. And, well, they haven't had Otto for a bit. So it's just 
what's the ceiling still of that team, you know? Fred Van Vliet's seen his, you know, output tick up a bit of late, but they're still only, what, six games back of the worst teams in the East? That's it. Eight and a half versus 14 and a half. They're on 13 wins, like Detroit are on eight. It's, you know, Dwayne Casey, it's our old coach, just saying. Maybe there's a bit of a tank job in there. Uh, meanwhile, Chicago and Washington are on 11 wins. They are right there. Right there. They're primed to just go, fuck it. Hey, Brad Bill, where do you want to be traded to? And he's like, um, I don't know. How about Philly? And they're like, okay, give us Tyrese Maxey and all your picks. And they're like, we don't have any picks. Like, all right, next bidder. And just go through the fucking league, move Beal, find him a place that he's happy to go to, waive his no-trade clause, get off that quarter-billion-dollar contract you gave him, and away you go. He's a perfect second, third banana. I've always sort of pitched him as like a Ray Allen when Ray Allen went and joined the uh, Celtics after you know leaving my beloved Seattle Supersonics, traded by the Sonics. Like, over-qualified to be a third banana, that can be a second or a first banana when you need him to, when your other guys aren't good. It's like, here's the perfect dude to put around LeBron and AD, obviously, but you're not going to part with all the bits and pieces. Uh, well, basically, Wizards would be selling extremely low <laughs> if that was the team he ended up on. There's plenty of other options out there. They should do it, though. Same with Chicago. DeMar Rosen, like, they're 11 and 18. Like, where is this team going? Fucking nowhere. Like, they're... It's like, oh, but they don't have Lonzo. Lonzo shouldn't mean that much to this fucking team, you know? It's brutal. This is basically what your team is. Sell it off for parts. Rebuild. Away you go. Anyway, um, it's just a tough one in terms of the weekend losers. They're just... It's trade time for all of them, I think. Fred Van Vliet's a bit wonky for the rap. Scoob hasn't really taken that step this year that you want. But again, they're just not healthy. Whereas Washington and Chicago, just fucking, ugh. It's almost time. To, like, Washington's crazy. It's like Corey Kispert, Danny Avdija, the Johnny Davis fucking MIA pick is a rough one, that one. But that team is just sort of flat out bad. Like, Beal's barely played. Kuzma's awesome. Rui Hachimura feels like you never see him. Sell him off for parts. Get Will Barton onto Philly and away we go. That's all I want to say. Uh, that's it for weekend winners, winners and losers, I reckon. Let's do. Oh, and refs. They're weekend losers. Ugh. Can we just not do that? Amari, there's a weekend loser. And weekend winner. All of us because we get jingles back in our lives. Wow, that was a long opening stretch. Let's fly through the rest of this show and get the fuck out of here. Sound good? All right, let's do an NBA show approved performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's a knife. That's a knife. Oh, Kyrie hit the first buzzer beater game winner of his career. i got to assume it's probably because he doesn't believe in, like, time as a concept. Hey, man, you're not beating any sort of buzzer if you don't believe in, like, clocks. Shut up, idiot. Um, but he played his ass off in that Toronto game and hit the game winner. It was sick. Because he also got the uh, pass to... Yuda for the three that gave him the, the lead again, and then he hit the buzzer beater. Uh, Donnie Mitchell, I mentioned that 41. Tyler Hero's 41 was really good too. Um, but there's two that stand out, obviously. Devin Booker went for 58. <laughs> they were down 24, 
and he won the game for them. It was immense. So I kind of only mentioned the Suns in passing a weekend winners because I'm like, eh, I'm going to talk a bunch about Devin Booker. He also became the sixth youngest player in NBA history to score 12,000 career points, which is uh, pretty impressive. But, like, what a bloody game from Book. 58 is, like, nothing to sneeze at. But to come back from that deficit was absolutely gnarly. They were getting fucking straight killed. So he got straight killed. But Book just went, not today, pal, not today. And this is also one of those Pelicans worries where you go, okay. So Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, uh, can we get a little bit more of a Trey Murphy? Uh, GC, Jim McCollum's going to get touched. Herb Jones, can you stop him? Oh, God, Booker's just on one. And away you go. 58 points, 21 of 35 from the floor. 6 of 12 from 3, and it should have been 60, but he missed 5 free throws. He went 10 of 15. Unbelievable. A 58-6-5 game. Devin Booker, you bloody stare. And, of course, Nicola Yogic, hello. Against the Hornets today. Now, Muggins over here might have half predicted this um, about the Joker going absolutely ham on this tiny Charlotte team. It's exactly what he did. 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 assists, unbelievable shit, shot 13 and 26 from the floor, 2 of 4 from downtown, 12 of 17 line, should have had 45, but he missed the 5 three, uh, five free throws, tough scene. Uh, the craziest part is, only Wilt Chamberlain has put up numbers that are 40, 27 and 10 in a game. Unbelievable. Last time we did that was 1968. 19 diggity eight. That seems like a pretty good, impressive NBA Australia pre-performance of the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. Between Booker and Joker, you little ripper. All right. Uh, what about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 of the Night. Spud of the Night. Um. I enjoyed the uh, Jalen William, Williams show, 0 of 8 against Memphis. Uh, not ideal. Chris Middleton, I mentioned his 1 of 12 out, outing the other day for Milwaukee. 2 of 11 for Jam and Jamal today. Miles Turner as well. Brutal, the 2 of 11. 4 of 15 for Benny Matherin, not great. Quickly went 1 of 12 against the Bulls. Uh, few egregious kind of ones there, but look, fuck it. I just wanted to get to... Oh, what do these guys shoot? David Roddy. Jabari Smith Jr., Al Horford, and Bones Highland. Woo! They shot 311. All right, who's old mate? No mates. Old oh, mate, 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 no mates. Who's got no mates today? Anthony Davis uh, got hurt, did he? Like, it's got to be tough to be a teammate of Anthony Davis. Go, ser- bro, seriously? What the fuck? Uh, Russell Westbrook, sticking into that. Uh, the Lakers are 0-8 when Rusty goes for more than 18. <laughs> That's an old mate, no mates. Uh, Brian Windhorst shitting on Danny Green while Danny Green's sitting next to him. Thanks a lot, Windy. You and your fucking amazing person skills really showing again. 
Like Danny Green's like, yeah, man, I understand it's a business, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm right fucking here. I'm not a trade asset. I'm a man, baby. Uh, Kyrie Irving today against the Detroit Pistons. I love this old mate. No, mates. Because the Pistons, what did they do when uh, Kyrie was at the free throw line? Did you see this? They put up a uh, spinning globe. You might remember. He has some thoughts on that. And then a happy Hanukkah sign. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that is savage. I loved it. Uh, but obviously, the old mate no mates, like Jar getting tossed by that fucking shit ref, Nick Acosta. I think that's who it is, isn't it? Nick Acosta. Nick Acosta. Um, I'll just check that. Because uh, it was an absolute fucking travesty uh, that he got tossed by that ref. I mean, it was bizarre, like, that the referee decided to, you know, kick him out. And you're like, why is he being booted? And this sort of came after, what was it, the other ref uh, on the weekend gave Luka Doncic a tech for yelling at his teammate. And you're like, "What, what what the fuck is going on? So, not great. Uh, so the crew chief was like, oh, yeah, he was assessed a uh, technical foul for use of, rep- of profanity directed at an official. And then he was assessed his second technical for making a comment questioning the integrity of the officials. It's like, all right, so you're just covering your ass because he's like talking to fans and shit and uh, basically making a joke. And then he gets tossed. What a fucking shit show that is. Un-fucking-believable. Poor Jar, he just can't cop a break. Treat him like a superstar. Anyway, I'll get to that again later. Um, And my other favorite one was uh, Mark L. Fultz, Wandell, Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, and Ice Cole, Anthony. Uh, Eddie House went on on the Boston sort of preview for their game against the Magic and was basically shitting on them. And they all tweeted out the uh, gif of Rafe Ralston smacking Eddie House in the back of the head, (laughs) which is fucking awesome. (laughs) <laughs> bit of a laugh, bit of a laugh. Enjoyed it. Could use that as a bit of a pantsing the night as well because the magic just going, oh, that's pretty cool, Eddie House. We just pantsed you as well. And also, here's Ray Frolston smacking you in the back of the head. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard basically pantsed everybody going, oh, I did have Kawhi's good. He dropped fucking 31 on the Wizards, you know, without Paul George there. And he just went, yeah, how's my ass taste now, pal? Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Another uh, sort of pantsing the night could be the Blazers letting Luca dunk. That was just fucking sick. <laughs> God, it was good. Just dunking on everybody. Uh, better than Lonzo Board, Jordan Poole, 43 points, 14 to 23 shooting, 5 11 from downtown, 10 11 at the line, 6 assists in 34 minutes. That is officially better than Lonzo Ball. Say that much, pretty easy too. Uh, anyway, let's do a uh, Dickhead of the Week end. Dickhead of the Week! And uh, it's got to be Nick Costa, wasn't it? Nick Acosta? John Goble, the like, just seriously, if you can't handle a bit of uh, on-court action, 
from like Ja Morant just talking some shit with uh, fans and stuff. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, seriously. It was just really, really, really bad refereeing. And you have those moments where you have just like the big question mark going, right, are you just, do you, do you not understand that he's not talking to you? Ray Acosta, not Nick Acosta, that's the uh, shoe guy. Um, so he gave him the uh, second foul and it's like, yep, you fucked up. And the same thing goes for like that weird, dumb fucking foul that uh, Luca got. And you're like, come on, refs, like seriously, what are we doing here where... I mean, there's got to be at least a point where the refs are getting some sort of blowback from this, right? It was absolutely fucking bonkers that ref that ref gave the uh, tech to Luca for yelling at his teammate. It's like, well, seriously, have your fucking head on a swivel. How about you pay attention to what the fuck's going on in the game? This is just one of those things where it's not hard to fix. Just don't be a fucking dickhead, you idiot. Jesus. <laughs> Such a bad weekend for refing. Anyway, let's do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Uh, that other ref who called that Luca one was um, JB DeRosa. He's shit as well. Like, seriously. How hard is this just to fix? Anyway, let's do some ENRs. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Listen to the man. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. Uh, NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just the socials. Off you go. All right. ENRs, number one. Time for Chicago to pack it in. ENR, yeah. Like, you done fucked up, Chicago. Stop chasing it. Don't chase it. Like, the Damar, Zach, uh, Vooch thing, offensively, you're like, that's kind of cool. We can do some tweaks around the edges. Nope. Patch Williams hasn't quite worked out yet. He's like, I've got a feeling it's more about the uh, player development vibes there in Chicago that I'd be sort of also pulling the pin on going, right, what the fuck are we doing? Because, like, none of our young dudes seem to be taking, like, that big step up. Because if you think about the Chicago Bulls and the way that they've drafted, all right, it's like, cool, Kobe White, he's kind of handy, I guess. Patch Williams, he's kind of handy, I guess. And then you have, like, the rest of it, you're like, all right, so... Didn't draft DeMar DeRozan, didn't draft Zach Levine, didn't draft Vooch. Like, I mean, AO hasn't taken that, that massive step yet. He's been handy, I guess. But yeesh, Kobe White hasn't. Just just this entire fucking, like Dale and Terry, like maybe he'll be good. I don't know. But fucking hell. 18th pick last year, let's go. This Bulls team is just wildly underwhelming 
And if you're like, well, but what about Lonzo? Like, you think Lonzo fixes all this? He helps. But what's the fucking upside on it? What's the ceiling of this team? The ceiling is the roof. There you go. Um, pack it in. I think get what you can for DeMar and Vooch. They're both pretty old. And sort of just pivot. Off you go. Uh, should Bradley Beal get the fuck out of Dodge and let the Wiz rebuild? Yeah, nah, yeah. Look, I kind of love, you know that I love the Zinger. He's the extreme Zinger meal. I mean. I know for a fact. I'm just guessing also, really. That I do love him. That's how it goes. So, but again, talk about like uninspiring rosters. This Washington team, again, this is just, when you have like drafts where like the one dude just doesn't pop and that just keeps happening, <laughs> like it's a bit of a problem. Like that combination of Rui Hachimura and Corey Kispert. And uh, Denny Avdijar, those sorts of dudes, you're like, all right, Johnny Davis is just nothing. Really puts a damper on the fact that the extreme Zinger Mill is playing his ass off and actually has been pretty bloody good. And that, like, Brad Beal is now back, plays against the Lakers. You're like, all right, let's go. But at the same time, like, what has Bradley Beal ever really sort of inspired? Get what you can for him. Move on. Pivot again. Maybe try to flog off the zinger to somebody. You just you're going nowhere. This is Wembanyama time. Uh, will the Warriors survive without Steph? Yeah, nah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, to a degree. But what's surviving? Is surviving thriving or just surviving sort of surviving? Um, if they can just go five hundred, that's a massive win over the next couple of weeks, right? And in terms of the Wizards, you kind of think that there's enough institutional knowledge there to do so, but because they've been so bad on the road this year, I mean, it's a little worrisome. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Because like a team that can't win on the road, it makes it extremely hard that when you lose one of your main dudes, how do you back that up and keep it rolling? It's fucking hard. You can't. Like They're 3-14 and 14 on the road. That Toronto win was their third all season on the road. That is fucking chaos. But now they've got a trip where they go to New York for the during the midweek and they've got a back-to-back against the Knicks and Brooklyn. And the way they're playing, like they could easily lose both those. Then they have Memphis, easy game against Charlotte. Then they've got Utah, then Portland, Atlanta, and no real pushover, but they are at home for that one. So they do have a stretch where they're at home for Memphis, home for Charlotte, home for Utah, home for Portland, home for Atlanta, home for Detroit. Home for Orlando, home for Phoenix. So basically, once they get home from New York, they don't leave again until at the second week of January, which is crazy. So big homestand. What's that, like eight games? Jesus. If they can win four of those, I mean, they've been amazing at home. You'd be laughing. So they will, I think, survive it because they've been that good. They're 12-2 and two at home. I'm not asking too much. Beat Orlando, beat Detroit, beat Atlanta, beat Charlotte. Boom. You've gone 500 in that home stretch. You'll survive. Just get Steph back. But, yeah, the fact is he doesn't need surgery, so they've dodged a bullet anyway. Hey, uh, can Joker win three MVPs in a row? Yeah, nah. God damn. He's going to make it hard to argue that he doesn't if he keeps playing like this. 40, 27, and 10. Jesus. But, nah, like Luke has been pretty amazing this year. Tatum. Jar, whoever you want to throw out there. The narrative is going to be massive this year. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, we're going to expand to Mexico City. Yeah, nah. 
No, I think this is running up the flagpole to see if they can get more money for Seattle and Vegas. Just saying. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. I keep telling you, refs should cop $10,000 fines for any tech that's rescinded. Seriously, none of this spurious bullshit, you fucking dorks. I respect the shit out of refs when they just do their job and don't get in the road. No one's there to see you, Ray Acosta. No one's there to see you. Fucking the dude who gave... (laughs) No, hang on a second. Yeah, that was the Ray Acosta one, wasn't it? Oh, man, it's just, we just don't need to see it. Ever. It's fucked. Seriously, don't be kicking out dudes that we want to see play. JB DeRosa. Christ, on a bike. Anyway, um, how about a bit of a Outback Takehouse? It's Monday at Outback, you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Koala spit. That's right, just got a koala and a spit. Roast that fucker until it's tasty as shit. I mean, sure, they're a bit gamey, but that's good tucker. Only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is... Anytime a ref throws a player out of a game for spurious reasons, they should be suspended three games without pay and have to explain to the fans in attendance their reasons for throwing out that said player. And then the fans should get to vote. Should the ref get the fucking boot or the player? Only at Outback. Seriously, I can't fucking announce how much this grinds my gears. The simple idea of like a ref going, Oh, Luke is being angry and yelling. It's like, he's not yelling at you, you fucking thin-skinned dipshit. He's yelling at Dwight Powell for fucking up. And if you had fucking half a brain in your head, you understand that, right? And then, so that's JB DeRosa, and then this fucking bullshit dumb fuck Ray Acosta with Ja Morant. You reckon kids who are super stoked to go see Ja Morant at a game, like, hey, oh, it's okay, Ray Acosta's kicked him out because he doesn't know the difference between Ja Morant making a joke and Ray Acosta being a fucking dork. I'm glad my dad spent 120 bucks on these tickets and now I don't get to watch my favourite player because this fucking thin-skinned idiot doesn't know what he's doing. This is great for the league. Jesus. Anyway, go the Elon Musk way and just get everyone to vote on it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I'll be back with Australia Player Watch right after this. I think it's this one. Press the button, Jim. Okay. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right, this is Australian Player Watch. Ah, uh, fun one. Because had a couple of good games on the weekend for the Aussies, we did. Uh, so let's have a look. Have a look, see, shall we? Uh, good to see Big Simo Ben Simmons out there. Uh, he had 10, 5, and 5 and a steal. Very, very, very handy against Toronto. Um, nice passes, getting in amongst the lane, uh, causing a bit of havoc. Really enjoyed that game. Um, not quite as good, I thought, against Detroit because he just wasn't in, as involved defensively. Uh, he had the four points, but he did have eight rebounds, eight assists, and a steal again, but um, shot two or five in that one. It's all right. He's getting there. Um, 
32 minutes in that Toronto game, 25 against Detroit. And it was a, uh, you know, look, the fouls, they're slowly coming down. I mean, it's still a fear in me, though. He has, however, now, as of, I believe, the third game ago, he's gone past the amount of fouls that he's made this year against his field goals. He now has more field goals than fouls for the season. That is just cause for celebration. There you go. We'll pop the champagne. Love it. All right, Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills. He is uh, doing a great job of uh, breaking case of emergency, a.k.a. arresting everybody, but probably still the best coach hasn't played since that game against Indy uh, a week and a bit ago. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landale had 15 and 10 in that massive game against the Clippers. It was awesome. 27 minutes, 5 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 3 from downtown. 15 and 10 with two blocks and two assists. Bloody yes, big cock jock. Give him hell, son. Uh, 16 minutes against the Pelicans. 0-1 from the floor. It was a three. He had four rebounds and two points. Uh, bit of a tough one, but here we go. Uh, but it was a pretty bloody good game there. 15 and 10. I'll tell you that much. Can play. Can big cock jock. He's doing pretty bloody good. He was uh, also listed as out. I don't know what for, but hopefully he's okay. That's weird. There's no extra uh, info there. Anyway, Dyson Daniels, couple of big games in the weekend. Uh, the vacuum had the five and two and one assist against the Suns and against Utah had six three and one. Uh, moves back to the bench, obviously, but look, he'll keep it, keep on keeping on, getting a steal a game as well at the moment. So he's just cruising. Jack White, bum 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 bum, still in the G League. On you, Jack. Get him, son. Get him. We believe in you. Had that massive dunk. Uh, what was it, a week ago? Still looking good. Uh, Josh Green's been out with his elbow problem. Uh, Matty T. Yeah, Josh Green's like a elbow thing. Is it's kept him out since what the Milwaukee game last weekend? And you're like, yeah, look, hopefully he's okay. But jeesh, it's one of those ones where you go, yeah, they kind of uh, need him, don't they? They really do. The nice thing as well, though, he's actually got photos on uh, other places, which is kind of nice. Um, but his thing is just that elbow. He'll fix it. It should be fine. Uh, Matty T, Aussie Matty T, in that win over the Golden State Warriors, he had three points, one block and a steal. Two rebounds, went one of three, all of which were from downtown. Love that. Getting a bit more comfortable. He's hit four of seven from downtown across his last two games. And Delhi got out there against Detroit. Had one assist in nine minutes. Went 0-2 from the floor. Both of which were from downtown with that beautiful shot of his. And, of course, the headliner, Josh Giddy, Giddy up. Uh, lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves on the weekend. He went 11-13-6. Bloody good game. And he had 19-11-7 against Miami as well. Uh, the problem is, OKC okay, so just keep losing. It's a bit of a rough one. But 11-13-6, he shot 5-10 and went 1-4 from downtown. He's hit a 3 in every game so far December. Love it. He's shooting 44% from downtown. Let's fucking go. December giddy, they call him. More like Gidsemba. 19-11-7 uh, in that Miami game. Crushed it. 9-15 shooting. He's a weapon. Love it. Now averaging almost a 15-8-6 and six or whatever and uh, cruising along. All right, quick Andrew Gay's Graham Mumble Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. 
Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Clap it up. There you go. This one's got to go to Nikola Jokic again. Um, his last five games, 40, 27, and 10, 25, 11, and 8, 43, 14, and 8, 31, 12, and 14, 33, 10, and 9. Jesus. That is chaos. That's what I mentioned about the th- third MVP in a row. Oh boy, this is it as well though. Like with Michael Porter Jr. on the shelf with his uh, bung heel, it just means a lot more Joker and a lot more Jam and Jamal. And considering that what Joker did last year without Jamal, just gives him another weapon to pass to. <laughs> it's pretty horrifying. Um, extra bonus: Shane Hill shoot a shoot shoot your shot light him up award. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. You better believe it. Uh, this one goes to Dame Lillard, who's now at 2,223 made threes for his career. That's good for eighth all time. He's now chasing Jason Terry, Vince Carter, Kyle Corver, Reggie Miller, James Harden, Ray Allen, and Steph, of course. Um... Pretty bloody good, though. That's a lot. It's a lot of threes. 2,283. Good job, Dame. That's a shooter. Who loves to shoot? <laughs> All right, how about the Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check-in? Let's do it. Well, we've got uh, Jock Landale still absolutely crushing it on the uh, IGs. Yeah, the uh, roadie one where he's just dunking all over the Pelicans, hanging out. With Sham Wow, love to see that. Um, and what about Patty? Has Patty updated anything? Uh, no, not yet. That's right. Good stuff. Still love to see Jock out there on the road trip kicking ass. All right, let's do some uh, game previews, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty busy weekend. I'll tell you that much. Squid's birthday. One of his best mates had a birthday the next day. I'm in a world of pain. Played some pub cricket yesterday. Had a few tins. Oh, it's all going pear-shaped. Um, but we did do very well on the picks over the weekend. So 17 to 28. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I think, against the spread. And Sunday and uh, today, head-to-head. End up 17 to 28. So that leaves us at, let's do some quick maths, 264, 274 of... Oh, God. Uh, 435. Yeah. That's good. I'll take that. Uh, so tomorrow, we've got a pretty good slate. Utah at Cleveland. It's the Donnie Mitchell Bowl. How much of a win-win trade was that? Cleveland is stoked. Uh, Utah are like, uh, shit. All right, we got rid of that guy. Now we've got a shit ton of assets and we're still good. Okay. Uh, I'm going Cleveland minus five and a half. They're too good at home. The size of Mobley and Allen... And you know that Donnie's going to try to throw a 40-piece on Utah as well. Utah won't have Colin Sexton. It's going to be a bit of a struggle, I think, for them to keep up offensively. So take Cleveland. Philly are going to demolish Toronto. They're five and a, six and a half point favorites. I think I've already jumped on that because Toronto injured, don't have size anyway. Philly will just be licking their lips at home. And only six and a half seems pretty handy. So I'll take the sixes. 
Orlando on a back-to-back having beaten Boston twice. This feels like a letdown spot in Atlanta. Orlando do cover on the road at a fairly good clip. I think Atlanta win this one, but Orlando just make them work for it. So I'll take the Orlando plus 7.5. Houston hosts San Antonio. Always something fucky going on between these two teams. Um, I'm going to take the Rockets, though. I just trust them a little bit more. Keldon Johnson might not play for the Spurs. He's questionable, but I'll take the Houston Rockets minus 3.5 at home. They cover pretty well on the at home, so... Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. should be all right. Give me the Rockets. OKC host Portland. Now, Portland, you'd usually think, oh, geez, I'll just blow them off the court. OKC are getting 7.5 points, so plus 7.5. I'll take OKC. They keep teams close. It's just what they do. Shea, the shy red of Gildas Alexander. Giddy up. Dort against Dame, Anthony Simons and Cope. I think OKC can keep that one close. Milwaukee go to New Orleans. What an awesome game this is. This was almost top of the East versus top of the West <laughs> until the Pelicans shit the bed. I like Milwaukee in this one. You know that Middleton's going to keep bouncing back. Uh, they've got length and size against the Pelicans. And I think the Pels, look, in these close games, they kind of get caught out. Milwaukee have laid a couple of eggs here and there, but I think they're up for this one. They're half-point favorites there, Milwaukee. So that's basically head-to-head. I'm taking the Bucks. Uh Sacramento hosts Charlotte. Charlotte are horrible. They're on a back-to-back. Sacramento, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of points for a team like Sacramento, but it is also, also could be like 133 to like 102. So I'll take the Kings, minus nine-and-a-half. Wednesday, Utah on a back-to-back go to Detroit after being in Cleveland. I'm going to take Detroit for a sneaky win there over Utah because Detroit are playing teams tough at the moment, even without Kate Cunningham. There was a bit of a swoon there for a bit. And they're sort of right of the ship. They were really surprisingly good and kind of snuck up on Brooklyn and were leading for a bunch of that game. So give me the Pistons. Chicago have two games here. They play Miami, then they play Atlanta on Wednesday and Thursday. I think they'll win one of them. If they don't, it might be Packer up boys time. So I'll take them against my against Miami. I think Vooch versus Bam should be a great one. You know that Jimmy Butler will be absolutely fired up against his old team, but between DeMarta Rosen and Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, they might just have a few too many weapons for this weirdly funky kind of Miami team. So, yeah, it's like pick or choose. Who do you think? Atlanta can... You think that Chicago could beat Atlanta on a back-to-back or you think they can beat a better Miami team on the first night of a back-to-back? I think the first night. That's just where I'm going to land. So give me Chicago on that one. Golden State go to the Knickerbockers of New York City to play the Knicks. The Knicks are rolling, which is exactly where you think Golden State would uh, punk them. But I think the Knicks are just a little bit too good for this weirdly wonky, funky Golden State team. I wouldn't be surprised if Clay is healthy and playing. He has a big, 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 big showing. But it's such a shame that we don't get uh, Steph in Madison Square Garden. What a stinker that is. So... Going to be out for about a month, they reckon, but phew, just tough. Anyway, hopefully Clay just goes off and throws 60 on him. Uh, but I'll still take the Knicks, just more well-rounded, less injured. Phoenix host Washington. They're a basket case, the Wizards. Let's go Suns. Memphis at Denver. How good is that? Jar versus Joker. Steven Adams versus the big MVP. I'm going to take the Grizzlies. That's going to be a great match, though. Jar versus Jamal. Woof. It's kind of like Memphis's depth at the moment. Depth. Depth. There you go. Cleveland. They go. They host Milwaukee, which would be great. This is, uh, we'd like to call that the Delhi Bowl. And uh, I kind of like Cleveland at home with Milwaukee 
I just like the the length and the size of Cleveland can sort of stymie Milwaukee, so I'll take the Cavs. Why the fuck not? Philly host Detroit. So this is a big slate of uh, games on this day because we're getting close to that uh, you know Christmas slate as well. Philly hosting Detroit. Philly will win that one. Detroit will make it a good game though. So keep an eye on the spread, and if it's too high, go Detroit. Atlanta hosts Chicago in that game I mentioned. I think the Hawks will win that one if Chicago beat Miami. If not, I reserve the right to reverse whatever happens, Chicago-Miami. <laughs> Good one, Jimmy. Woo! Uh, Indy-Boston, I'm going to take the Celtics. Golden State-Brooklyn after presumably losing against the Knicks. Uh, Warriors on a back-to-back. Nets should have them there. Toronto go to the Knicks. Knicks on a back-to-back at home. I like the Raptors in that spot. Uh, Houston at Orlando. It's a replay of the 1995 NBA Finals. Unfortunately, we no longer have Hakeem Olajuwon going up against Shaquille O'Neal. This is much more Jalen Green uh, up against Orlando. But more importantly, it's the two top three picks from this year's draft. Paolo Banquero up against Jabari Smith Jr. I actually kind of like Houston in Houston against Orlando. Magic men aren't great on the road. Houston should win that one. And we don't have a line, so we're just going head-to-heads in these anyway. So, Houston. Dallas go to Minnesota. Oof. Interesting one. The Mavs should win that, but Minnesota, you just never know. I'll take the Mavs. Uh, The shooting should be just too good. Portland go to OKC. I'll take the Blazers in that one if I've got Portland. uh, OKC cover the first one, then they play again on Thursday. I like Portland in the second one, head-to-head. Sacramento host the Lakers. Bit of revenge for the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Sign me up without Anthony Davis. I just like the Kings. And the Clippers host Charlotte and Charlotte, as mentioned, are shithouse. So there you go. There's the next three days all laid out for you. Uh, picked all the winners. Don't worry about that. <laughs> See how we go. Uh, but yeah, should be good to do a show on Thursday night after those games. So keep an ear out. Send you into Christmas, I think, with that show. And maybe do another. Oh, we've done it. Yeah, I won't have time to do one on Friday. But See how we go. Um, right. That's it for today. That's it for the weekend. All wrapped up for you. Cruising along at the moment. Um, we'll be back on Thursday, as mentioned. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz, always chopping it up about the uh, NFL each week. It's a good time. Uh, check out CodeBet. It's a good website that I run. And uh, what else? CodeBet Daily, another good podcast that I'm on. Fox Sports Lab NBA. You can see my mug on that each week with my good friend Carlos Boozer. And, uh, yeah, get around NBAstrata.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song, They Rule. And big thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J, and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And we'll close out today's show with a very brief Della review uh, of the new Ghostbusters. Sure. All right. Uh, and we'll catch you on Thursday, I reckon. You little ripper. I think it's Thursday. Shit, it's one of these days. <laughs> See how we go. All right, till then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later on Yeah, the 
Buckeyes, Joe Mandeli over here to swing and buy with my latest pop culture view and shit, eh? I don't know, been on a big road trip and shit, like I'm hanging out with my kings and I'm like, you know, teaching the boys how to win and how to be good on the road trips and shit. They're like, oh, Deli, so what do we do on road trips, mate? And I'm like, oh, well, you find the fucking best pub that I tell you to go to. You go there, you sink a few tins before you hop on the plane and you sleep like a fucking baby. Simple as that, mate. And they're like, oh, fucking nice. That's some veteran know-how. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I've sunk tins in like a bajillion places all around this great brown fucking country of America. And I love it. But still, none of them really touched the Park Hotel in Maribyrne, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, so it's also giving me a bit of a time to ch- catch up on some of those movies and shit I've been missing and whatever. And one of them on the planes was that new Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters is uh, After's Life or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be sick, cool. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like the Ghostbusters universe. It's not like the Chicks one or nothing from like, like a few years back or whatever. It's like just basically it's still got like, you know... It's, like, based on the old Ghostbusters. I'm like, oh, fuck, I love the old Ghostbusters. Oh, it's sick as I fucking... Oh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts and shit, but I am actually a bit afraid of ghosts because that shit's fucking real, man. Like, nah, it's a bit fucked. But anyway, like, and they're like, oh, here's my proton pack. Blah, 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 and they're blasting fucking ghosts and shit. And, you know, just, like, the chicken, chicken it's pretty good. Like, the dude in it, he's, like, the kid from fucking Stranger Things. He's pretty good. Like, the missus, like, the, the the lady, she's, like, the chick from, like, fucking Mindhunter. Like, that's pretty good. I think she's from Mindhunter, I don't know. And, of course, it's poor fucking Rudd, Ant-Man. He's fucking good as. So, yeah, look, I enjoyed it. Bit of a good romp. Ghostbusters is Afterlife's and shit. Like, yeah, I don't know, what, 16 out of 10 deadly ones? Yeah, sounds good. Pretty fucking easy watch. Pretty enjoyable. Yeah, so get around it. Oh, I should do fucking Wakanda Forever at some point, shouldn't as well. Oh, yeah, Wakanda Forever, fuck yeah. Anyway, all right, that'll do me for this week. I'll catch you next week. Later, fuck guys, Dilly out. Have a good Chrissy, you dickheads. Oh.